about uh, one of the most momentous events, or mo- one of the momentous, uh, most momentous presidential elections in American history with our very special guest. Please welcome to the show, Dave Juskow. Hello. Hello, Dave. <laughs> what a pleasure nice to have you on. I-, I just watched your movie again tonight. What, that Cars movie? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I love it. I, just he right he has brought street, it up bro. on the show that he's a big fan of this Cars movie. And that, to the oh, point that... where I'm I'm like, ah, maybe I got to check this Cars movie out. <laughs> <laughs> I like the well, Cars. The... Who doesn't like the Cars? I do well, understand that the people that like the Cars, the people that like the Cars don't care for the movie very okay. much. <laughs> <All right. laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the guy who has the balls to make a movie. About the cars without licensing any of yeah. the music. Got that right. <laughs> fucking great, man. I love that. Just that in its own right. It's just worth it. <laughs> but that's the, it's the best part is that when I hear from people that like the cars and they hate the movie, because I don't know if you've seen the reviews, they're more <laughs> hilarious than the movie. But uh, I keep telling you, I'm like, yeah, well, this is all you get because no one's going to make a movie about the car. So yes. it's, a lot of it's historically correct. So that's the best we can do. Uh, since you were in a movie about the cars, um, maybe you can give us a hint as to what you believe that what Rick Ocasek might have been doing around the time of the 1980 presidential election. <laughs> well, I, I know what he was doing. I think he was making the Panorama album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which had nothing to do with what was going on in the world. That's the funny thing about these guys. That's why no one cares. They, they had nothing to say that was interesting yeah. to anyone. They just made some good music and they were horrible in concert. <laughs> yeah. Something actually something refreshing and, and arguably why the music is so timeless. It's, you know, like a lot of these, like that, that I guess that was like sort of the like proto punk slash uh, punk rock, early p- punk rock era when like so many of these bands made like very in retrospect, cringy political statements a lot of times. And the thing about the cars is they're just great songs about falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're 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 weird. Yeah. That's for sure. But we're looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely weird looking. Yeah. I mean, the fact I almost texted Paulina Poroskova yesterday because I heard she broke up with Aaron Sorkin and I've DM'd her before and said, so, you know, I, I feel like she lives in my neighborhood. And I'm like, you know, if you're gonna be around the comedy cellar, come by. Yeah. She's still pretty and she clearly likes quirky guys. Yeah. Oh, so evidently. Figured, yeah. Looks are not a factor. Yeah. yeah clear. So I'm like, that's right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh the topic, this is what a what a crazy ele- and by the way, I just want to say the my the the uh, the hard part of my or the biggest part of my research was watching one movie with martin sheen in it um, <laughs> i don't know if which you, one it's called um the election that was made for tv um and uh it is it's actually a documentary i shouldn't call it a movie but m- indeed martin sheen is the narrator and and it's it's arguably comical how like melodramatic yeah. he makes this fucking oh. topic which is you know <laughs> but but you're saying that the the documentary is based on the 1980 election that yeah. was made for tv yeah uh, yeah i always thought they were um... it was suppressed until 2008 because ted turner bought it yeah because it was basically taking shots at uh the showbiz aspect of politics yeah because it, in those days it was liberals who were butthurt about tv manipulation of public opinion 
Uh, Why have now, the tables have turned? Yes. <laughs> now, now it's completely opposite. And so uh, Ted Turner bought the the rights to it because it was having a go at TV. Yeah. Um, also, kind of having a go at uh, uh, the like twenty four hour news cycle, the fucking for profit, you know, propaganda, mockingbird media kind of. I guess um, that makes sense around that time. Yeah. 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 I never thought of that one as a made-for-TV one, but I guess that does make sense. Yeah, and three, were you guys? Uh, I don't know how old you guys are. Were you guys alive when it was going on? I was not. William, I was. was. William was ten. Me too. I wasn't. There was kind of the. Um, I I was only ten years old, but even and I was completely not politically aware or anything. But and I was in England, in the north, the dreary north of England, and the message got through to me loud and clear that ronald reagan is a fucking bumbling idiot and if he gets elected <laughs> he's gonna explode the world in a nuclear holocaust see i felt the same way about jimmy carter yeah well i mean it's what's really striking about the 1980 election campaign is that all jimmy carter's talking points are exactly the same as what the talking points are now which is yeah. we've all got to have a worse lifestyle because reasons yeah to, to justify some moral bullshit yeah <laughs> it, it was uh peak peak oil in those days wasn't it, it was, yeah uh, i love that by the way which we just have to pretend it didn't happen like yeah. like the, the whole climate change like the foot the fucking the goalposts have been moved so much on the climate slash environmentalist you know bullshit fucking uh what's it called the yeah. tur- in, um, in 1980 treadmill. i was <laughs> in 1980 i was i was literally in school being told by my teachers that the world was headed into an ice age <laughs> and and we were all going to freeze to death and there was nothing I, we could do about I it. I know exactly what you're talking about but I for us we were taught in that exact time that by all our teachers that we were going to end in a nuclear holocaust like yes, that's that too, Jimmy yeah. Carter was going to bring us there like yeah. <laughs> they they he's, he's, they used to scare the crap out of us during that time about nuclear just new you know a uh, a nuclear bomb that was going to go off everywhere right. Uh, and and Carter it was, was part absolutely... of your MK Ultra conditioning. I hate to yeah. tell you, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was absolutely adamant that uh, we had to take the deal that was on offer, where the yeah. Soviet Union was going to have more nukes than than us. I mean, I say us loosely because it's all one empire, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but that's how you know he. You know, Carter had a really bad presidency. There yeah. was, yeah. you know, that's why Reagan won so bad. I mean, it's just, you know, sometimes you just get unlucky. I know that happened to John Adams and uh, maybe even the first George Bush. It just, uh, sometimes you just get unlucky and things happen that aren't, that are a little out of your control. Yeah. I mean, the, Scott's just mentioned this movie about, yeah. which Were I they get kind from of, a, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. From, from a today perspective, I mean, Scott buys into it a lot more than I do of how, the TV coverage was unfair on Carter, and yeah, I mean, sure, it's a tough, it's a tough game. I'm not trying to simp for Jimmy I, Carter. Not, no, I know, not... you, I know, <laughs> I, I know you're not. But the, my point is that as a ten year old, the TV coverage of the 1980 election brought home to me that the entire media world thought that Donald 
uh, Ronald Reagan was a dangerous <laughs> interesting Freudian slip. Explode the world. I didn't notice that. Maybe it was different in England. For me, I thought you know they were just all all over him, being that he was great. I feel like we oh, got right, a different okay. coverage. Probably, and, yeah, because we do have a more communist uh, media here. Well, you're also, it's uh, interesting what you were saying about that, um, he like being a, a TV made for TV kind of election is that, you know, then you, this was the first time an actor yeah. was going to be yeah. you know running for president. So it's, it, I see, maybe that's what they were saying, made for TV. It doesn't, you know, that's the, that's why that's the best line in Back to the Future. Yeah. Oh really? Who's president in 1985? Jerry Lewis, yeah. <laughs> no, no, he goes Ronald Reagan. He goes, oh, and I suppose Jerry Lewis is vice president, and Jane Wyman is Secretary of State. <laughs> that's the best. That's the best when you were watching that in the movies as a kid, The Back to the Future. And he goes, who's president? And he's like, Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> because that's one of those things. If you used it and it was in 2000 or something, you're like Obama, Barack Obama. And they're like, yeah. who the hell is that? And that it, that's like um. That line in the movie where he says, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? And it's on 1955. The guy's going to be president in five years. Yeah. And like, who the hell is John F. Kennedy? <laughs> and that's what you say about Barack Obama in uh, 2000 and whatever he run, you know, like a year before. Who knew yeah. who he was? Mm -hmm. That's yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. And Reagan. Well, it's because I mean, he worked knew... for the CIA. Let's face it. <laughs> Barack Obama. Oh, but it's a yeah. But that's the thing about Reagan, which was so interesting. Like, you know, everybody kind of already knew him. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever see uh you ever well, see we Annie Hall? In England because we, we course, didn't get yeah. those old movies really. Did you ever um Annie Hall, the uh the foreshadowing in nineteen seventy seven of Woody Allen, he has all these buttons and it's like uh and Peach uh Eisenhower and Peach Richard Nixon, a Peach Ronald Reagan. Like yeah, that's been way before he we even ran for mm -hmm. he was just saying we impeachment yeah. as the governor, right? He was just he was just the president of SAG. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's amazing how that guy won it all and big yeah. and twice, and people loved him who yeah. didn't who didn't you know know what what was going on. I would on, make the know? case that like he he was playing ball with the right people in order to ensure that he was going to be the guy in, which kind of speaks to that the point of that movie, which was to me, which I kind of agree with for better or for worse. Reagan was the choice of like what we now know as the deep state, as it were, because yeah. um, he was going to play ball because he was like a true believer. He was going to increase military spending. Yeah, he was a true believer in the cause of fighting communism. So, which you know, to it his might, credit, by the way, um, it might, like uh, I forget who it was. There was uh, some documentary I I watched about it where uh, one of the one of his cronies, there was some fucking you know right-wing guy uh said uh reagan had called him into into his office and said uh look uh what, what's your idea about the end of the cold war how's it going to end oh yeah i like this anecdote uh, uh, and uh he said well uh I, I don't really know i haven't really thought about that he says well here's my idea about it what do you think about this we win it yeah, no, we win and they lose. That's, that's cool. what it was, a direct quote. Yeah. But that's and that's the did. funny thing. Yeah, that's Everyone amazing. Said, that was that was the I can remember it, Dave. That was 
the re- the reason he was a dangerous lunatic was because he thought he could win the Cold War, but he did. He did. Yeah, he did I know, indeed. it's amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> it was me. He did a lot of really unbelievable things with the the Cold War and the and the you know, the wall coming down and all yeah. that kind of stuff. And let alone he fixed a bunch of stuff that Carter had, again, messed up maybe by accident yeah. or just bad luck mm. with uh, the gas prices and uh, obviously the Iran, the hostage oh, yeah, situation, which, yeah. you know, a botched operation is gonna, always going to lose you the presidency every time. Right. Yeah. Uh, when in um, That's probably why Hillary lost, too. In the late 70s. Well, England, she's just an unlikable bitch. Well, that's the other part, too. So <laughs> she is that. Yeah. In, in the late 70s in England, if you if you were lucky enough to get a new car, you know, if you got to the front of the waiting list in the People's Republic of Great Britain uh, and you and you got a car, it had a little black paper sticker over the 50 mile an hour mark on your speedometer to tell you how fast to drive. To save fuel. Well, he, right. So, oh, uh, I didn't so know Jimmy that. Carter, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing, right? Because this is the guy that put in the 55 speed limit. Yeah. So everybody hated him for that. And then I don't know, you, I mean, especially Sammy Hagar. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be no great song like that. But uh, he, I think. I remember I was alive when we used to have to wait on those long gas lines and you used to have to go every other day. I don't know. I mean, you, yeah, 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 I, I, I don't know if you had to do it in England, but sure. yeah, we had to wait for every other day and I would sit in lines with my mother. I mean, just everything about that time period from 76 to 80 just sucked. And yeah. I mean, who wouldn't blame the president? And, and you know, you're not going to be popular if you change the speed limit to 55 because yeah. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> the thing not to get all wonky here game. but i mean the thing that pisses me off about that whole energy crisis was there was there was and is plenty of fucking oil in this goddamn country that we don't yeah. need to fucking suck on the fucking towel head dick that we did to yeah, fucking- that's what and <laughs> that's, that's why little- that's what that's what reagan said yeah and, and he so was that's right. why it got fixed and yeah. so yeah but that and also i was just thinking boycotting the olympics i mean this is like i think he was trying to lose yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, Although actually, yeah. that would have been a vote winner for me, Dave. That's where yeah, you fuck and I the Olympics. Differ, it's boring. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I agree, a hundred percent. No, I've been on fire about how much I hate yeah. the Olympics, the coverage. Yeah. They all they show is women's volleyball. It's which political theater. I mean, I would be into because of the way they dress, but it's so boring <laughs> yeah. and awful. And then men's basketball. I th- that's all they were showing. I mean, if they really just show like some pole vaulting and some javelin like you never get to see every four years, that would be interesting. Oh, God, you're right. It sucks. I, I don't know. Man. I think that my problem with the Olympics is and again, let's just commiserate with each other about being old guys, Dave, that that. Back in the day when the Olympic the Olympics is supposed to be about amateur sport. It's right. supposed to be, it's supposed to be a postman from Belgium versus a coal miner from Philadelphia. Uh, and it isn't. It's just the same not fucking anymore. elite athletes. It, that's not well, interesting. Well, what, what, what happened was America finally caught on that the other countries were using their pros. Of course, we yeah. didn't yeah. know. Yeah. So <laughs> then that's why they were like, well, we'll do that too. But you're so right. Yeah, it just lost its way somehow. 
It's just not interesting. It's just become like the. Uh, it's so not the, interesting. I mean, global you know, when sport, isn't it? It's... Bruce Jenner was my hero for. <laughs> Whatever happened to that guy? I don't know. <laughs> I love that gag when when uh, he won. Uh, was it Time Magazine Woman of the Year? And, no, 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 no. Uh, the Sports Illustrated Woman of the Year. Sports Illustrated Woman of the Year, and the joke was. Uh, that just goes to prove men are better at everything, including being women. <laughs> yeah. Remember when that was like radical though, when there was like a public conversation about like, this is weird. Right. And now you're just like, you must be literally, you know, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you must literally you're be literally Hitler. Never. Yeah. <laughs> For even questioning. I, mean, I would marry Caitlyn Jenner. I mean, there's you, the mo- the financial incentive, notwithstanding. She's not bad looking, and <laughs> you, think, you know she's you no, but it, uh, it's it's awkward for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I mean, uh, I I am uh, you know technically straight, and uh, I mean this guy was like a hero to yeah. guys my exact age, mm-hmm. boys, yeah. and then he did that movie Can't Stop the Music. Where he was wearing cut off shorts and a tank top, and that's when I started confusing. getting confused. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very confusing. <laughs> it's a bit of a Swayze. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Swayze died before he could go trans. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, uh, I mean, he went, you know, to win a decathlon, I mean, that is unbelievable. Yeah. That's got it. That's and they they don't even show that. I mean, like, why why didn't even see any of the decathlon where you can win ten yeah. events and then win a gold medal? Isn't that the the? Shouldn't that be the standard and end all of the Olympics? And they never even showed it on television. Yeah, it is kind of uh, the clean sweep, sort of all round. I mean, that's like the the closest thing to the what I understand as the Olympic ideal, isn't it? Who is the who is the most rad guy i think so yeah. i think you're right yeah and that's why that was so amazing you know we, and then... we we had a we had quite a few triathletes which i, th- I think that's swimming cycling and running is yeah triathlon. yeah did yeah. you see what happened this year no when that the guy who was so high riding the he was um using the boat as a tv boat and he didn't get out of the way in time and they had a false start. It's it's one of the funniest videos. I've oh, ever yeah, seen. I heard about that. Yeah, was Jeff Spicoli was riding the boat. He was the captain. Uh, <laughs> he didn't know to get out of the way. It was awesome. Right. But, yeah, that was in uh, – that was I, – I like that kind of stuff. That's entertaining. Now, you win that, you yeah, are yeah. deserving of a goddamn medal of any kind. This, they're, they're like Chuck Norris sports, aren't they? It's like, you yeah. Know, and then, of course, line. all they're showing on TV is handball yeah. and, you know, beach uh, volleyball. Stuff that I could win a medal now at this age, like curling, you know, in the winter sports. Mm-hmm. You think I can't handle a broom <laughs> over ice? But my uh, my niece actually got a uh, got shortlisted. She got into the trials for the uh, Team GB women's windsurfing at Rio. But she oh, cool! Get, she didn't get into it. But yeah, she's one of the top windsurfers in that's a sport i thought that was like a leisure activity it was but i guess they must have just did they just bring it in i didn't think it was an olympic sport it it was in at rio Uh, i think it's not in anymore oh right because they just added in surfing and skateboarding this year which was actually really fun 
Skateboarding is a good TV sport. How do you yeah. do, fellow kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have snooker on TV? In... No, of course not. I no. know what it is just because of the fact that it's like a funny sound. Game, it's yes. funny sounding version of pool. <laughs> it is. It is pool though. It's played it, in yeah, a pool it's hall. Yeah, like it's similar to billiards. It's, yeah. It, yeah, but the the What's table the is four times the size and the pockets are half the size. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's uh, interesting. Are the balls the different? Or? The balls are bigger and the pockets oh, are smaller. It's really fucking hard. The bottles will only just fit in the pocket and the table oh. is like, I'm getting like hard. Either 12 or 18 foot long or something. It's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I like watching that kind of stuff, though, you know, during the well, like it, a random Saturday afternoon. The reason I brought it up was snooker uh, around the time of uh, the 1980 election became like the TV sensation of Great Britain because it was always just a, like a sport for gambling addicts and alcoholics. Yeah, it's in that comic strip, Andy yeah. Andy Cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it, but it's a game, really, not a sport, anyway. Yeah. But, uh, like golf. Because we have communist TV that didn't have any money, they thought, well, we'll create our own sport. Let's, uh, and all these snooker players need cocaine money. Let's, let it was, pay them it was 1980. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put snooker on TV. And uh, it, it turned out to be the perfect TV sport because you can see the whole fucking playing surface on the TV. And it, it, the, I think, it, I'm not sure exactly what year, but around that time, the highest rated um, TV program of the really? entire year was a, was a snooker final that went out at two o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning. How is that, how interesting is that? Yeah, it's awesome. crazy, we're it? yeah. Are, we're bordering on guilty of like talking about the Olympics at this point. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I, I was doing the same thing every like my last three weeks podcast are screaming yeah, yeah. about the Olympics. So I'm with you. But right, we should probably stop, right? Because yeah. it's definitely over. But if you take that Simone Biles out, sorry, go ahead. You're absolutely right. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. One of the things I did want to say is like the whole the whole. I ran the, I was going to say I ran Contra, but although it does kind of intertwine in a way, but I was going to say yeah. the, I ran hostage. Uh, I was thing. for that too. Like I, th I, in the movie that I watched, um, they kind of definitely, and I agree with this point, if nothing else is that the way the press treated it was, it kind of became like a political thing instead of like, you know, these people were whose fucking lives were hanging in the balance and their families were constantly being reminded of, um, of this shit like in, in a game of political football like it's fucking crazy that they played with like for ratings essentially like these uh networks yeah. would would you know they sort of dragged the shit out and like and conflated it with the election which is just you know th th then all that money gets into it and then it's like obviously they're going to drag it out as much as possible and it ended up being that ABC series of what was it? Oh, uh, not without my daughter. Oh my god, it's so fucking bad. Yeah, that, <laughs> Isn't that Sally Field? Yeah, it was Sally Field. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean the uh, what became Nightline, the uh, America right, held right. hostage. Oh That's yeah. That's right. It started. Yeah. It started with the Iran Contra or the hostage, right? And right, then it yeah. became Nightline, right? But the, like that. Uh, at the same time, and this is what always happens with every big story. Yeah, the Iran hostage crisis was a big situation but there was no discussion of what it was about yes why that, that's what my point, point though point. it just became yeah. it became political 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like, why I mean, is Carter doing good... anything about this? It's just, he's just... such a piece of shit, isn't he? I never thought about that. You're right. I, what it's was just... that about? What was... <laughs> it was because of this CIA involvement in Iranian politics. Like, yeah. The whole reason for the Iranian revolution was because because the, the British... CIA got their fucking dirty beaks wet over there and, and, uh, and wanted the and oil. Be... Well, go ahead. And before that, it was a British. Yeah. Because <laughs> the, the whole, the entire, you know, you've heard of BP, those people who like to spill oil in the Gulf of Mexico. So I don't use their gas anymore. Yeah. So. What a good you guy. You should not use it because they caused the Iran <laughs> hostage crisis because the whole Iran really? shit kicked off because the British owned the, all the Iranian oil fields. And they, when they, they had a democratic government for a while in Iran and they nationalized the oil industry. Which, okay, you can say that's a bad thing and and it shouldn't be nationalised, but this was a Great Britain that had nationalised its own fucking oil industry. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't want Iran to be able to do it. Yeah. And Iran had never even been a British possession. So in swoops, in swoops, the CIA, don't you worry, British people. Um, That's also what the (laughs) Kuwait, you know, the Kuwait-Iraq thing was about. That was all to do with uh, BP. Yeah. Because uh, the... Kuwait. That's we where have all the gas oil... stations here yeah. that used to be called the letter Q number eight. The Kuwaiti oil. Wow. Was a, a the Kuwaiti oil exploitation was a British thing, mm-hmm. and like I now call the. Did BBC... they sell iced tea there? <laughs> I don't. Know. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but the the the, the British uh, the BBC. Out. I basically I call it MI seven now. <laughs> yes, it's very clever. <laughs> It is just, it really is just a uh, an arm of the intelligence agencies, yeah. yeah. And and they all this all this Iranian shit. I mean, you look. What's well, let me just make a make a long story short. Here. Basically, so we 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 this guy I forget what his name was, but he nationalized the oil in in, in Iran, um, and then we installed this gay guy <laughs> who liked to have sex with Andy Warhol <laughs> and drink <laughs> on Iranian TV and piss the fuck off all of the Iranian Muslims. <laughs> really, I yeah. never heard yeah, that that's before. What it was, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, yeah. No wonder. Well, they were so right. So they hated Carter so much. Yeah. That remember like, they released the guy. hostages. Well, it, it the goes day. back further than that. Actually, it wasn't specifically Carter. Right. Um, of course not. But they were teaching him a lesson for absolutely. some reason so much. They released the hostages the day Reagan took office. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it was, yeah. well, also, I mean, it, it turns like out said, later. Turns out later, though, that press, uh, all television. Right. Well, if Reagan had actual. Uh, Ray, I shouldn't say Reagan. He wasn't like, yes, mommy. Could you call up the Iranians? No. Um, <laughs> he uh, fucking uh, his campaign, though, had coordinated with. Um, the uh, Iranian government, because by the way, mind you, this is all hush hush and came out in Freedom of Information Acts later. But um, they were basically laying the groundwork for them to be able to sell arms through the Israelis to Iran <laughs> in order to fund secret gay ops in South America to fucking. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Seriously. That, so that's the Iran Contra. Yeah. Bullshit. But I mean. You can kind of, of all the CIA ops, like, my understanding is that uh, the CIA ops in South America at that time yes. were genuinely a response to Shitty communism, the Russians yeah. having done that same thing first. 
You know, the Russians were doing oh, that. Oh, oh, I see, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. Okay, let me grant so you that. So it was like counter. I thought they were there to look for Nazis. <laughs> no, that, that <laughs> yeah. was. I think that was some other. That was fucking uh, Operation Eichmann behind me. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, what reminded me of. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was the Mossad. No, but um, what's it called? Uh, no, but you're right, William. And I will say that it's funny because now, whenever you look back on contempt on I'm sorry on like current day depictions of the Iran Contras and. And it'll usually be coming from like a left wing bent. And therefore, they, of course, it was the righteous and honorable thing to do to, uh, for the Russians to give money to the struggling, you know, socialist, uh, you know, socialist upstart country such as Nicaragua, Sandinistas. And yeah. it, it was absolute evil fascism for us to, for us. The Americans, I should say, and the CIA to fund this horrible fascist anti-communist group. So it 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 is sort of victim of you know the people who it, usually talk about this on shit. Both sides. Yeah, 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 yeah. The point but is, the- this was a fucking this was a fucking uh, guerrilla uh, sort of, um, for lack of a better word, a gay op against gay op, uh, like sort of black money struggle of these two empires, but that was taking place in a proxy war in South America. At, at this point, just let me plug a Ronald Reagan movie. Sure. Which I watched. And Bonzo goes to Bitburg. No, it's, it's <laughs> sorry. Total- bon- bedtime for Bonzo. It's total propaganda, but it makes a very convincing case. And it's from sometime in the early 60s. And it's pretty much when Ronald Reagan wasn't sure whether he was... It, it was it was about the time where Reagan... Which direction had, he was going to go, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just about the time where he was deciding that he wasn't going to be a communist. Maybe I'm not a great actor. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ronnie thought he was going to be a communist early on in his life. Yeah. And to, uh, and really? He's a theater fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, he was a Democrat most of his life, just like Donald Trump. Right, he changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, and I think he was still a Democrat when he made this film. But he he became he had become an anti-communist, and he made this film called. I think Things were complicated the with Truth. the Democrats back in those days. Yeah, I, <laughs> they I have a lot of called... different values than they do now. Let's just say. Well, I don't think anybody has any values anymore. No, I agree. I with think that. you're right, William, because <laughs> the Republican Party isn't what it was with Crazy. Reagan, which is where, why I, I I mean, became I... a Republican. I'm a registered Republican because I, well, mostly because I like the show Family Ties with Michael J. Fox. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> That's a good reason. Man. But now it's time to change, and to change to what? You know, it's like a, a one half dozen of the one. You know. Well, I, you see these, the good thing about the Republican base, at least in recent years, is that it's become anti-war ostensibly, but it just shows they've got no more principles than the the last few days events have shown. They've got, they're no more principled about anything than the, than the crazy libtards because they're all now saying, Biden's an asshole for pulling out of Afghanistan when they were, the, which is not true. Pulling out of Afghanistan is the right thing to do. Yep. And obviously, things have gone to shit. Who cares? It's called Afghanistan. It's always shit. Yeah. Yes, and he just needs to double down and say, "Yeah, I made yeah. a move, and this is uh, this is what it yeah. is. Don't don't apologize. I, yeah. I made a move. It's the move your guy wanted to make. Yeah, and like, and the, even Trump himself is proving that he's just full of shit. Yeah, by by saying 
oh, well, uh, Biden's pulled out of Afghanistan. He's done it wrong. I was going to do yeah. it, but I would have yeah. done it right. I'm sure but he would have done it right. Yeah. No, exactly. He wouldn't have done it at all. And I mean, if you're dumb well, enough to climb onto the outside of an airplane. Yeah. Can you believe <laughs> that? I hate to tell you, yeah. <laughs> Is that unbelievable? Yeah. I mean, hey, that- I, got a sto- I got a story of Ronald Reagan that's really weird. Please. And it's, a, uh, it's only a Dave Juskow theory. Uh, but it seems like it makes a lot of sense. When him and Shirley Temple, they did a movie together. Wow. Something happened during that movie. And nobody, <laughs> do not tell me the Gipper is a pedo. Uh, I, I don't. Wait, she was 16. Was, I was going to say she, she was, was a little older at this point. Yeah. yeah. She was 16. Well, that's legal but, in England. But something happened because I don't know whether you know, but she became an ambassador in her later life which was really terrific. I think maybe Nixon made her that or maybe even Kennedy. Who knows? She was an ambassador. Yeah. As soon as Reagan took office, he took it away. Right. Oh. And, as soon as, and as soon as Bush was elected, he gave it back. Wow. So either he made some sort of move on her yes. and his wife was like, I'm having none of this. That's the first thing you do when you get in the office. <laughs> well, I, I just can't imagine what it would be. with What kind of man gets in a fight with Shirley Temple? Maybe just maybe she was just an annoying prick IRL. Oh, I'm sure that was the case. She was probably an annoying kid. But uh, no, I feel like it's something. You probably would have gotten me too somehow. You know, like back if that was a thing back then. Something happened. Because how do you take away her ambassadorship? What is the purpose for taking away her ambassadorship? (laughs) Why are you taking away America's sweethearts? Yeah, that's your first job in office. I mean, you could look it up. They took it right away. it's one of the Reagan's famous for not giving a fuck about what anybody thought about him. That's what made him great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, almost made Trump great too for, yeah. for a little bit. I mean, he Trump was, was funny. I, don't get me wrong. I, some of it was funny. I, yeah, and then he just uh, became this nutcase. I still I'm think inclined, I, all time. Though. I'm inclined to like him personally because he's funny and like yeah, I mean, as a guy. That's yeah, really sure. the only difference between any of them, anyway. And, yeah. Like, well, I thought that too. I didn't. Care vote for him but i thought it would be hilarious to have him as the president (laughs) which i was kind of all in that's why i was like don't impeach don't resign don't do anything you know just let him finish out his term but then when he wouldn't leave i got really upset because i'm like no see i've been sticking up for you how dare you i said you got to lose the correct way (laughs) and then he ruined it all got to bow yeah i I mean yeah i think you're probably right he should have fucking just quit because it just but I, I mean, they made I it clear that- to him that they weren't going to let him do what he planned to do. And yep. at that point, for me, and hey, I'm not a fucking billionaire, so what the fuck do I know? But for me, I would have been like, fuck this. You won't have old Scotty to kick around anymore. Like- yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. That's the way he should be. Yeah. And he should just go into, you know, major retirement to, and enjoy his money. Why he would ever want to run again. I, I definitely, know. I can see your perspective on that. Well, for I, sure. I- Here's my theory. Here's my theory on it right now, especially as he's like all his supporters are anti-vaccine and so and weird. pro getting out of Afghanistan, and yet he's he's now calling it the Trump vaccine and. He's and, calling it the and, Trump vaccine, and if he went on television and told all his supporters to get vaccinated, they wouldn't have the variants. It's weird how he could actually help really quickly. 
They won't well, do it. And like he's it. saying, he's calling yeah. it the Trump vaccine and nobody wants it. What happened? Also, that's but, just a corny branding, by the way. Yeah, he's calling it the Trump vaccine and, and he's and he's calling out Biden for pulling out of Afghanistan, which was his great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so trust me, I would have done it better. We would have brought one extra guy. We would have left one <laughs> extra guy. It would have made the difference. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> but my, my what I'm getting to is that Trump was just a psyop to get all those guys who followed him in trouble. Yeah, I agree with that. One billion percent. Yeah. Th this whole thing about guys getting arrested for having a Lego set of the Capitol and shit. <laughs> that would never have happened without Trump. Yeah. And, and like this yeah, is he it, activated the, he activated like as like for all the shit the shitty things that I can say that Trump did that I don't that I don't didn't appreciate him for. Um at the same time, he triggered like the liberals so bad that they wanted fucking blood. So people that he got, you know, all jazzed up for, you know, the wall, we're going to fucking, you know, all this shit. Yeah. And then basically threw them to the wolves. And now they're yeah. all getting fucking th thrown in jail, declared terrorists for all the different stuff that he was all about. And, uh, and the fact of the matter is it's, it, 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 it wouldn't have happened if he had never come along. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to talk about vaccines, but can, I, I don't know how they can say a vaccine is uh, anything is safe for pregnant women when it hasn't existed for as long as the human gestation period. That's good. I just found out my friend is twenty five and she's not getting vaccinated because she wants to get pregnant, and yeah. uh, I don't know what to tell her. Maybe but, she's right. Well, they can't do it. There's, if they're telling you it's safe, you know they're making shit up because they can't know that. It hasn't right. been long enough. Yeah. Well, maybe you that. pop the kid out at least first. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that like, it stinks. I, I like, wouldn't. Whole thing I would stinks. be totally cool if a pregnant, an actual pregnant woman wouldn't feel comfortable getting the vaccine. That is something I could go for. But if you're, you know, just hanging around saying someday I'm going to get pregnant. I'm not so sure, but I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. But I mean, nobody, they can't possibly know the fucking, what the effects of that are. Yep. Uh, given right. that the guy that's got the patents on the vaccine is a big global depopulation advocate. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, I did not. Well, that's Bill, interesting. Bill Gates has given lectures saying that he's going to reduce world population by the use of vaccines. It's on video. So, I mean, Wow. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, like I say, I'm not bothered about old guys like you and me getting it, Dave. Mm. But I've got daughters of childbearing age, and it fucking concerns the shit out of me because I'm being told it's all, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. Well, like, you can't possibly know that. It hasn't existed long enough to know that. I know I smoke enough weed that my not, my sperm don't work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little no. risk to me. But, I mean, this is, like... Well, what's I mean, it like I in England? Are people mostly vaccinated there, or is it the same here where there's... I, I try not to follow it, because it just drives me crazy. It's depressing, yes. I agree 100%. But, uh, I unfortunately have family members that aren't vaccinated, and it's uh, it's kind of ripping our family apart. Yeah, I have family members who are vaccinated, and it's doing the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, I won't let it rip. Yeah, I'm not going to tell them what to do. Yeah. It's fine. You do what you want to do, don't you? Well, I just, for me, I mean, I wasn't sure. What, I don't ever get flu shots or anything, so I really didn't want to get the vaccination, and I didn't trust that it was ready to go. 
And then I kind of saw this coming where they were going to start asking for the cards. I, I was yeah, surprised yeah. it actually took this long. And then, of course, the comedy seller was asking for that uh, down in New York City. So I was like, let me just do it and get it over with. And I, I don't want to be that guy that's like, how Dude. dare you? I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to be mean, that person. So this. So once I got vaccinated, I felt great about it. Yeah. Well, but in, beforehand, in, in, I was a little uptight about it. I mean, I've got. It's different. It's different for you, and like I listen to your show, and I, I'm, I'm let me blow some smoke up your ass right now. Do you do your own production? Yeah. Your show sounds fucking great. Are you some oh, kind of audio you. wizard or something? What the fuck? Um, I really, I, yeah, I, I put a lot of effort into making sure it sounds. That I get very uptight about guests who yeah. don't have good audio. It's after a year of being in COVID and being on Zoom. Yeah, it's crazy. Isn't I it? would never do that normally, but I'm like, yeah. you really, you're not ready to talk, and yeah. you're still talking into your computer. Yeah. You think it's better than a? I mean, I'm so. Uh, uh, I love your microphone and your setup there. Yeah, see, I totally was looking at that. I'm like, see, he gets it. Yeah, Scott, I mean, I'm not so sure. It's not expensive. You can't see right? it. I keep it off the camera because I'm cheap. No, but you sound perfect though. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank so, you. I, I, that really means a lot to me. I, I cannot tell you how much of a stickler I am for stuff like that. No, it, and I think it, I could get it better, but I don't have that much well, technology. Well, it's, it's one of the best produced podcasts I listen to, and it's great. I mean, I I, I love you, but this brings me on to what I'm saying about the unfairness of all this shit, right? So it's it's unfair on my teenagers and early 20s daughters who are being pressured into having something that might ruin their lives because they want to have kids. Mm. Uh, but it's also unfair, and I, I don't want to patronize you here, Dave, but you're a guy who's you like... You can do me your, instead. <laughs> your lifestyle is, is that of a, of a kind of a... I don't know. From what I know about you, you're kind of a uh, uh, a good times sort of a guy. Just say yeah, it, like, Jew. I'm a good no, time Charlie. No, yeah, it, it's not. You shouldn't have to. People like you and Kevin Brennan shouldn't have to think about fucking shit like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you've you've taken your life in a certain direction, and you're in the in the golden age golden age of your years, and you're having to jump through hoops and uh, and all this shit and like let me I, put I a finer it. point on it the fact that this the the fact of the matter is that we've all been thrust into a kafka-esque <laughs> nightmare <laughs> I'm really read kafka. <laughs> <laughs> in which we're all forced to make moral um decisions where uh you know are more importantly you know we're gonna have to compromise on things that we maybe felt strongly about in order to you know participate in this new global world that not all of us want to be a part of but just want to live but that doesn't matter we're all forced into this as a collective because that's just what's been done and yeah. it isn't fair and it sucks and it and it causes all these these this friction and like you said Dave you have a family member that's becoming a problem with that's fucked up like just saying like I'm not trying to put that on you or them or anybody mm -hmm. but the fact of the matter is this is an external circumstance that is now ripping apart actual families now yeah. you have to understand this is coming from me where I fucking hate my family. So this has been great. <laughs> <laughs> I can now, I know I have a reason that they don't want to talk to me now. <laughs> I mean, but like my country, the United Kingdom has spent more, just more money on this 
than it did on World War One and Two put together. It's yeah. a chest infection. Okay, well, let me that. just tell you mm-hmm. this. I mean, just... It's a chest infection. Just, I Get mean, th- I can it. definitively say that the United States has That's done the same. Too. Probably yeah. all foreign wars of all time added up. Because I really the- have to... Think, I, about th- think about this, though, uh, going back to the 80s. Could this have... Could any of this lockdown shit, any of this happened if it was 1980? I keep no. thinking about that. Let's no. say it was 1980. Oh, my God. Great point. But I was out... We would have totally gone to work because yeah, there would yeah. be no other way to do it. There would be no communication, so you wouldn't. A lot I, of people I've wouldn't get the message. It comes time. out of here. That's right. <laughs> That's right. This never could have happened in 1988. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh well. The only thing we just well would have got... all gotten it, and people would have gotten through it or not. Yeah. And that's what it has to happen now with this well, variant. A, I think you just you can't close down stuff again. Yeah. There was a flu, there was a flu epidemic in '68. That was worse than this, and it, just because the news never talked about it, nobody knows about it. <laughs> right, and that one in the twenties, and you're in yeah. England, right? Yeah. So I mean, there was a smallpox thing, thing. What are you here in, uh, in Boston in the forties or something. I mean, when I was growing up in the seventies, there was a the village I lived in. There was a bloke who who was a hunchback because he got polio when he was a kid. Wow. Was like. That's so de- that's so depressing. But they didn't <laughs> shut the fucking world down because of polio right. or TB. But now they shut now they shut the world down because that one kid got polio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, we got, we're all gonna die. Yeah, it's just a matter of yeah. When. What the, what hubris that we think yeah. we can just defeat death. <laughs> but this this all goes back to the smoking ban, right? Is that, that like the whole world, and uh, you know it's that. Uh, Everything has, over the past, I don't know, 20 or 30 years, it, anything that happens in one place happens everywhere in the world. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And like, the, the smoking indoors isn't allowed anywhere now. Right, and it started, like, in L.A. Yeah. And, and then yeah. It just, Here, too. Yeah. It's, because yeah. of your, it's because of your health. Your health. But there it's, is, like, it's, it's funny, like, though, because I used to play in, you know, clubs in the 80s, and yeah. I never even thought about the smoking and I've, I've never been a smoker or anything. Uh, but now that it's over and I remember it, God, I used to come home covered and yeah, smelling I mean, of yeah. other people's smoke and performing with people blowing smoke in my face. Yeah. And yeah. Then you think about it as a, at a restaurant and let alone my favorite scenario, the airplane where everybody's okay lighting a match on an airplane and throwing it on the floor and so you can smoke in the plane i mean it's and and i never heard of a plane crash because of it dude i went on now you can't even bring a lighter on a plane i i went i flew and whose fault is that mine sorry (laughs) i i flew to moscow in 1985 or six traitor and flew back from lenin uh uh yeah, it was still called Leningrad, I think. Yeah. It would have you went to go see yeah. Billy Joel yeah. over there? Uh, I went on a school trip. And uh, it Yeah, I was going to say, you're pretty th- young to be traveling abroad. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was a school trip. It was a school trip for the older kids, but not enough of them were interested. So they opened it up to us younger kids. And I said, yeah, I'll go. It wasn't even yeah. my school. It was it was such an un- uh, unpopular trip that it ended up being kids from several different schools of all different ages. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, and uh, I mean, did you get Russian? Did you get communist pussy? I got salmonella. <laughs> okay, oh, well, that's awful. that's almost as good. <laughs> I, I got some chicken in a hotel in Moscow. Smells similar. 
that like the third <laughs> or fourth bite of it was raw. Oh God, what a nightmare! <laughs> so you were sick over. That's what happened when I went to London. I got sick, yeah. and it was such a bummer. But you, you sure know, you didn't just eat the real you're... food, the regular food yeah. there? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know what happened, but it's like then I kind of got into like it was exciting to have foreign medication. Who knows whether it's better I had all or codeine worse. and shit in it. Yeah, but there is yeah, something dude. that's horrible no, the... that being a kid and being sick like that, that must have been awful. There's no goodies in our painkillers. Our painkillers just don't work. It's paracetamol and that's it. <laughs> right. Ibuprofen. But no, if you're in Russia and a kid, that must have been devastating to be. No, I was fine. Like I was fine while I was there. I didn't get symptoms till I got home. Oh, so perfect. I got two weeks off school after I got home. It was so you great. transported <laughs> biological weapons from Russia <laughs> from the Soviet <laughs> Union. Wow, dude, <laughs> isn't that fascinating? I guess in a way, yeah, you. Uh, but the, my point is, we're already the, on several the, lists, William. Don't admit to this on the air. <laughs> the smoking and drinking on Russian airplanes was just the best. <laughs> yeah. They brought free. I, I was I, 15 or 16 and that uh, I was plied with champansky and cigarettes on the on the on the aircraft. I bet you it was were. just fucking awesome. Isn't that fascinating, right? And the drinking age was 18 and uh, everywhere and, and everything. Yeah, like, but who, who started all this nonsense where everybody just became prudish? Yeah, well, mm. I mean, I was drinking in pubs in England when I was 14 and I looked like I was 11. Yeah. You want to know something it, a slightly ironic? I don't know if it's ir ironic is the word, but you know who was the guy to come up with all of these, like, you know, no smoking, people shouldn't drink to excess, uh, environmentalism. Uh, you know who was the guy who got, all, got all this sort of, like, going, right? No, that's what I'm asking. I can't believe you know the answer. Oh, uh, I don't know. He's just some guy from the 30s, 40s. I don't know what happened after <laughs> that. <laughs> Jesse Mustache. Yeah. Wait, Funny okay, hairstyle. So you don't have an answer. It's Hitler. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going with yeah. that. I, you know, wait, wait, oh, shit, no, I don't remember. What, what is interesting to me, uh, going back to the topic for a moment, is that the uh, if you look at the Carter campaign, because like we had in mind to talk about the Reagan campaign, really, because he's a colorful character. Mm -hmm. But the the, yes. uh, the the Carter campaign was had exactly the same for for nineteen eighty problems. He was proposing the exact same remedy as everybody's proposing now for two thousand. Also, Hitler problem. did too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and that it seems to and like whether it be global warming or poverty or or whatever it is, the the solutions always seem to end up with landowners getting money and mm -hmm. large corporations getting money it's, it's it's like and for doing nothing yeah you know like if you can get a you you get power subsidy and a big grant for having solar panels put on your on the roof of your house in the uk but only if you own Here it too, I think. if you rent it the landlord gets all the subsidy really yeah that's interesting. I didn't. Know and, that. and then, like wind farms, pay massive rent to the people whose land it's on, and and all this sort of shit. It's everything we have to do to save the world puts money in landowners' pockets, and it always has done. It, it did in 1980, mm. and it does now. Isn't that a coincidence? That, it's, it's almost as if they hold a lot of sway in political life, <laughs> <laughs> and problems have to be imagined in order to. Well, there's like a. 
Jimmy Carter, though, wasn't he wasn't a good president, you know, he but apparently he's a good peacemaker. He's an excellent ex-president. Mm. Yeah. Even though he's a he's still kick it. But I like, um, I like yeah, how he but, shrunk. Yeah. <laughs> but, but sometimes that happens, you know, like yeah. I always think Bill Clinton was a, a really good president, uh, no matter what happened. And, and, and Obama, not so much, but I think he could make a great ex-president. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's just people like that that aren't. Made think, for that job, that position, but they do have uh, something about them that makes them good in other things. I think Jimmy Carter is a guy. Dave, who... I appreciate <laughs> your support. Are you doing Bill Clinton? <laughs> that was Bill. That was my attempt at yeah. Bill Clinton. Oh, I met him once at the, the CBS building, and I almost uh, it, like my pants just dropped automatically. It was unbelievable. <laughs> He's so charming. He just said hello, and I was like, Hi. and then I went into the security office, and there was two women, female security guards, and they. I was like, hey, I just ran into Bill Clinton. We know he has an office here. Like it still works. This was only yeah. five, seven years ago. You know. Like, so charming. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think Jimmy Carter is the kind of guy I would be happy to drop my newborn baby off at Jimmy Carter and his wife's house. Exactly. For them That's to look perfect for the weekend. Do you remember? Um, I don't know if you, you guys aren't that old, but uh, I don't know. he goes to Bohemian Grove like the rest of them. I'm good. <laughs> oh, uh, the, um, I, don't know, I don't think he's into that. The, the, oh, okay. Do you know there was a mayor of New York City uh, back in the eighties named uh, Dink, Dinkins, Dave yeah. Dinkins? Okay, yeah. And he was an awful mayor. Colored he fella. got elected because he was black, <laughs> and at the time it was necessary. But he wasn't a very good mayor at all. No. But he was like, I met him uh, ironically at Abe Vigoda's funeral. Uh, <laughs> wow! Nobody's ever going to be able to that. How'd you score an invite to that? <laughs> hey, 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 I'm Dave Jessica. Uh, <laughs> but I met Dinkins, and he—I mean, what a delightful guy! Like you could see why he got elected and everything. He's just a bad mayor, but it, like, what a what a great person! Oh, I would yeah. feel completely confident dropping my baby off. Yeah, with this yeah, guy, yeah. but an awful mayor. Yeah, he was like a. Th I guess he wasn't he like a throwback to like old New York, like corrupt New York, where like wasn't he like no, on the, no, he wasn't on the take. I don't know. I'm, no, no, I'm I from don't Boston. We hate you. Think people. So, but and the funny thing is, is he <laughs> loved tennis, so he put so he made a thing where the planes couldn't fly over during the U.S. Open. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you know, I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made a, a thing, and then Giuliani, who took over after him when Giuliani was okay. Um, changed it right back as soon as he became. He hated tennis, so he's like, <laughs> "Now you can put those planes back over." I really couldn't give a shit. That's so shit, isn't it? Like the sort of personal petty. That's great, though, in a way, because to me, that speaks to the nature of the state. Like, basically, it's like at the end of the day, this is the kind of shit they have so much fucking power, and then they choose to use it to be like. I don't like your fucking yeah. sport. And you're only talking about for two weeks, changing <laughs> yeah. the airline routes. Two weeks. We, we, the U.S. We Open, and Giuliani hated tennis that much, and apparently Dinkins, <laughs> he's like, well, screw that, I'm going to make him look foolish. We, we have this politician in the U.K. called Kenneth Clark, who's an absolute shit cunt, uh, <laughs> to put it exactly. That was my old stage name. Yeah, <laughs> but I used to be in a he, band called that. <laughs> the playing in Mercury Lounge. <laughs> but he, uh, you know, I'm an objective kind of guy, and he's a very, uh, Kenneth Clark is funny, right? So, like Trump, you know, I, I'm, I probably like Trump more than I like Kenneth Clark, but I, 
I don't I don't particularly like either of them. I actually detest Kenneth Clark, but I can admit he's funny. And he did a he he has two interests in his life, which are drinking fine whiskey and collecting old cars. And he became Chancellor, which is like uh, I don't know what the American equivalent is, but he's in charge of the money. He's in charge of the budget. Treasure. Of, so he's like a treasury money. person. Yeah. So once a year. It's now twice a year, but when he was doing it, it was once a year. He'd stand up and give a speech saying what all the different tax rates are going to be and all that. And he announced that the cars built before 1965 would be exempt from uh, registration fees, you'd call it. We call it road tax. Uh, because well, that's a, which, that by was, the way, I was going to say it's a more accurate way of describing yeah. what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's the sanitized his, version to call it registration fee. Yes, well, it... The car's only actually registered once here, mm-hmm. and it, it's registered when it's new. Oh, you don't have to renew it ever? You have to renew the tax on it. You're going to pay the tax no. on the road. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's not like if you don't renew your registration, the car disappears off their database, is it? It's reg- <laughs> still registered. <laughs> so so uh, and then at the end of his speech, he, uh, he did the, covered the alcohol duties and uh, he announced that there was going to be a reduction in the duty on spirits and then took a long swig from a glass of whiskey. Shut up. <laughs> that wasn't a joke? Well, it was a joke, but it was also policy. Oh. It was like, suck my dick. I like whiskey. I'm going to make it cheaper. Glug, glug. Oh, oh, a reduction. Oh, that's good. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant he was going to make a reduction, like no more liquor. Like they were going to take away no, a, a reduction in the in the duty on it. So like, oh, make got it, it cheaper. Yeah. Oh, so that's, I'm going to well, make it cheaper to do. Don't you the love things. that guy? Yeah, I'm going to make you know it cheaper the, to do the things I like to do. When I went to school in the '80s, the drinking age was 18. Yeah. And uh, it's just I just don't understand why they even changed it. Well, well, I drank I at 18. Yeah. <laughs> well, you drank, but it was legal for. I mean, I could, we yeah, had yeah, keg yeah. parties in our freshman dorms because it was completely legal. Mm. I just, I think that, I think that you should, if you go to college, you should be able to drink at 18. It's just sure. ridiculous to at 21 again. You can vote, you can go in the army. I believe in all that kind of stuff, or at least make it 19. It's ridiculous to wait till 21. We know everybody. I think we should raise, the lower the time. drinking age and raise the voting age. Yeah. There you go. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Then I wouldn't have been able to vote for Reagan. Because yeah. <laughs> you voted for the guy. What a feather in your cup, Dave. I, I absolutely did. I was able. I was able to vote for in the '84 election. You I helped save the, for world the from communism. Although I remember I'm, from my 18th birthday, I registered for the draft, and then yeah. I was excited to vote for Reagan. <laughs> well, according to uh, one commentary that I. Uh, listened to uh reagan had already won the cold war by 1983 because he basically had them he turned the tables in the negotiations by ramping up the it was embarrassing yeah. that he had an opponent in 84 i think it was walter mm. mondale yeah was like they, 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 they shouldn't have even let anybody run he could have run unopposed yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, once wait, he actually wait, wasn't like it, you uh, said the guy William, with, in the helmet in the tank who the fuck did he go dukakis he went against 84. Oh, was that what it was? It was Dukakis. Oh, no, yeah, because it was it. He did oh, go Mondale against Mondale. was the Carter one. No, that was No, Mondale. Uh, no, oh, fuck. Who was Mondale? Maybe no, Nixon? No, Dukakis was against Bush. Oh, fuck. You're right. 
Okay, yeah, you know God, what? I'm a fucking I'm idiot. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. I, I got confused by it too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The timeline is weird, but yeah. Is that guy, I mean, you're. It was like, the William, 80s. Everyone said. was doing Coke. How are you supposed <laughs> to expect to remember that? But it's but what William just, just what he said. He said, the guy's like, well, I'm going to take care of the Cold War. It's like what Trump said I'm going to fix, fix peace in the Middle East. And he almost, he oh, took a dude. shot. And yeah. he almost made it happen. <laughs> like, when, I mean, it was pretty impressive. If he could have done that, yeah, I mean, he was almost there. It, he was friends with all those Arabs. Yeah, it's it's unexplainable to me. Like, for instance, like you can see there were some great policy ideas, like talking to North Korea and yeah, out in the Middle yeah, East. Right? That was great. Yeah. There were great ideas, but he all his advisors and shit he had around him were his enemies. And why? So yeah. why appoint your enemies to? Oh, he thought that that would protect him. I think because well, he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, I mean, oh, that too. Yeah, you're a fucking idiot. The, 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 the ultimate thing is like you're completely correct. He had these great ideas, but he had these people around him which probably yeah. knew more what they were doing. But he he couldn't make a yeah. But they're also snakes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's not, he's not a would... good. He wasn't a good president. He can't. Yeah. You know, he couldn't. People, he should never have appointed uh, Bolton. Yeah, well, that was way later anyway. But yeah, I, there's plenty, way more mistakes he made before yeah, that. But, yeah, I mean, that, that, I'm just talking about the career thing. He, I mean, he, when Oliver oh, Stone yeah. makes that movie and he just keeps firing one guy after another, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine takes over. The uh, company for the 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 guy that does the catalogs. I'm Jay Peterman. Yeah. Yeah, Jay Peterman she takes over the catalog and she keeps buying all this stuff. And the guy from accounting calls and he goes, "That's an eight thousand dollar hat." Oh, the, tort- goes, well, the tortilla I- sombrero. Yeah. Right. And then she goes, "Can I fire you?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "Just that's exactly what Trump did." <laughs> Can I fire you? I guess. Well, that's what I'm going to do then. <laughs> Can we just take a moment to uh, pay respects to how hot Elaine was? Oh yeah. If you're no, into Jewish was... chicks, I'm not. I am. It wasn't really either, but she was sexy. She was definitely sexy. Very. There was, and she was, she did sexy stuff. Like you know, when she was trying to get that babe, that guy to give them those guys a baby, and she goes, "Well, we could either do this the fun way, the hard way, or yeah. the fun way." <laughs> and she took one for the team. That's sexy. Yeah, yeah, she's ace. But yeah, no, I prefer. Uh, some of the other guys. I, mean, how I prefer sit- a lot of Seinfeld's girlfriends. I was going to say, Elaine. yeah, his his wish list. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I I didn't find a single one of his girlfriends attractive. I like that well, one with the big hands. Was, I don't know something about were, her just really. Yeah, that girl was really, besides the hands. <laughs> oh, what? Well, well she right, well, she was a model. That was the one where George kept getting into the club because he had the picture of her. But the yes, hands were just bad right. news, right? <laughs> but what a great episode! But yeah, well, but William, you are gay, right? Why would you find them? Uh, I mean, <laughs> well, I, I have children. I used to be straight, right? The greatest thing that ever happened to me was uh, what's the name becoming trans. Uh, the oh, girl uh, uh, Ellen Page. Ellen Page, yeah, because I. Oh had, God, I thought I had, she was so pretty, and I'm very upset by now that. Now he's well, he's pleased as punch. I, yeah, because <laughs> I, I had the hots for her back when I was straight, and now oh, I can jerk. Me off too. To, I can jerk off to him now. <laughs> I have a picture of us together. Actually, we spent some time together. Yeah, and uh, I I just watched Juno today. I could watch that movie a hundred times. Movie. Yeah, it's a great it. movie. Great dialogue. Fantastic cast. It's a bit like it's same vibe. I like the as soundtrack. Sunshine, I know but... that's a pretty yeah. uh, cold take, uh, but yeah. 
I, I can watch that. I've watched that movie over like 50 times. I really enjoy it. Yeah, I've maybe watched it five. Do you like Devil Wears Prada? A few times. Who? That's a, I think Prada. that's, I was going to say, it's a bridge that's, too I'm far for me. Yeah. I'm not oh, like that guy. was one of my favorites. I love that movie. I can't stand There's a Anne Hathaway and her boyfriend have this thing, but if you cut all that out, the stuff with Meryl Streep is really great. Great dialogue, great lines. I like movies like that that just have the good, like, you know, Arthur, which has pound for pound, every line is a joke. Mm. You, you, with Dudley Moore. Yeah, you really are a movie guy, though. Yeah, no, I yeah, I love that. I actually had the director of Clueless on mm. my podcast. I was waiting to get her, Amy Heckerling, because she also directed right. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, right. And yeah, I was just yeah. telling her that, you know, her dialogue in Clueless is amazing. Some of the lines in Clueless that she wrote, and then she would be like, well, I can't take credit for that. My father used to say that. I'm like, no, no, that's exactly what you take credit for. You remembered what yeah, your father said. Exactly, you yeah. were able to put it in your memory bank and then write it when you needed it. That's That's all you. Well, that's another call back to to the Gipper here from that is that uh, I listened to a compilation of his jokes. Okay. <laughs> and, and Reagan's he, jokes? Yeah. And he. <laughs> More of he a Nixon's like, jokes kind of guy, <laughs> uh, personally. So, that guy's hilarious. Yeah, he was. So, Probably. A lot of people say that Trump's the funniest president. No way. By a long shot, it's Richard Milhouse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, there's, they have a, a tape of of um, Reagan telling a joke my dad used to tell. Now, my dad was born in 1907, and Reagan was born in 1911. And I guess they must have heard this from the same fucking uh, newsreel or, <laughs> <laughs> or something. But it's the one about the chicken with three legs. I think I've actually told it on the show. I think you have too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How does it taste? I don't know. We can't catch one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good dad joke. It is a good dad joke, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, before Cosby, I guess Reagan was America's dad. Yeah. Oh, God. Cosby. <laughs> We I, whatever happened to that guy? I assumed you did a whole <laughs> podcast on that, right? We did a whole, we, we did a celebration extravaganza on yeah. vindication from the vile <laughs> allegations. <laughs> I know it's like um, the guy Noam from the Comedy Cellar is always uh, asked by the news, you know, would you have these comics back on? There's so many comics that have been disgraced, and he would always let Louis back, of course, and stuff. But they were asking about Cosby. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, that's a stupid question. He'll be at oh, the he's stand. not welcome back anywhere. <laughs> yeah. No, that guy I really know. did something. That is no joke of what he was doing. I don't know. Did he? He got convicted of something, but he was he was fucked over. He gave he gave women drugs. Dave, have you ever given women drugs? Yeah, a lot. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I keep saying we. Talk, I have a friend. We always talk. We're like, you know, if we were famous, yeah. I wonder what what we'd find you know like yeah. we keep thinking i don't remember doing anything wrong but somebody would come out and be like he uh he slept with me when i was drunk i passed out at his house or something and yeah usually i don't think i did that but who knows i mean i didn't yeah, plan I mean, on even if you didn't do it they can remember it that way exactly right they can remember it a different way well that's what i'm upset about the woody allen thing because i always want to believe him yeah. and i don't i you know he's my hero and i refuse to believe any of this there are varying stories i was very upset about the hbo hatchet job he's yeah. never been convicted and i think if you're talking about a seven-year-old girl and she remembers something 
I keep remembering my dad throwing water on me when I was sleeping to get up. And um, my sister and mother were like, maybe, but it's it's iffy. That mm. Was that a dream? Or did that happen? And yeah. why do I remember it so vividly? So this is what I... I said this on the show so as far as I Woody agree Allen with you about the Woody Allen, uh, the the daughter rape allegation there. Uh, but I do know good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Woody Allen was? Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah well, thanks a lot. Yeah, Woody, I was sorry. just trying to get out of it. <laughs> I agree with you, too, by the way, that that whole thing is just a fucking crazy ex-wife, vindic- vindic- you know, vindictive yeah, bitch right. sort of thing. Yeah, and it, She is crazy, and oh, she yeah, said, I'm going to destroy yeah. you. Right. He made it very clear, but... God, I don't want his movies to be tarnished. And I, know. I you can't when unsee I that fucking flight manifest. About, <laughs> yeah, when I'm trying to explain to somebody like, oh, you haven't seen Hannah and her sisters or Crimes of Mr. Moves, you have to. And then they're like, oh, I wouldn't see one of his movies. Now, that's shitty. Very yeah, upsetting. That's, separate the fucking art from the artist. Yeah. It's different when they're growing up knowing about him this way. Yeah. It's I mean, hard I, to separate. If so, Hitler, you know, I saw one of Hitler's short films and uh, it was before he did all that stuff and I just still can't separate. I saw Hitler's short films. I couldn't look at him the same way again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is Michael Jackson's music suddenly not oh, catchy? No, just classic. Good being... point. Excellent point. I don't know. It's, uh, let's see what happens. I, I mean, as. Things I mean, go by, maybe more people will discover it and they'll forget about, unfortunately, this I mean, stuff uh, he did kids. Well, but. it's alleged that he did it, but this Well, see that, you know, I'm a sucker. I watched that entire five hour documentary, <laughs> including the Oprah thing afterwards, and I'm like, I'm convinced he did it, which is why I did not watch the Woody Allen HBO thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the, the um what's his name? Macaulay Culkin says that he never he never did anything. Now you know how hot Macaulay Culkin was when he was a, a young he boy. He sure was. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, if you could, <laughs> <laughs> if you can resist that, you know, like it's all this. Oh, so there are so many allegations, and they're all the same. Well, yeah, one person makes an allegation, and then all these other Hollywood fucking they were identi- able to identify dis- distinct. Duplicate it. They were able to identify distinct uh, birthmarks on Michael Jackson's penis. Yeah. It's a real shame. I loved him. Very, I thought he was, he was so great. <laughs> I mean, I liked him since he was a kid. I guess we were around the same age or so. And yeah, just, they used to have a Jackson He's a man Park after your own heart, I guess. I mean, he was admiring him since he was a kid. He was a kid. But uh, going back to Woody Allen, when, when I describe you to the uh, occasionally, I'll I'll be discussing you, Dave, with somebody who's never heard of you. It's hard to believe. I but, know. Yeah, occasionally, yeah, in England, shudder the thought. Yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, and I'll say, well, just imagine if Woody Allen had big dick energy and got pussy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very kind. <laughs> I'm going to I, yeah, I was going to say I could think of a, I could think of a few worse comparisons at least on an artistic merit level that yeah, you can sure. have yeah. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> but there's no justice in showbiz is there? I mean like we 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 now we're lucky enough to have Dave on the show and uh we have you know Doug Nelson comes on regularly and Pat Dixon all these guys if if merit was had anything to do with it would be kind of late night TV guys or big on radio or something. But it's, it's, it's just like the talent is tangential to what, you know, it helps if you're talented, I guess, or if you've got whatever it is that it takes, but it's not enough on its own. You've got to, no, 
you got to get lucky and yeah. you have to do the schmoozing and stuff. You and I'm usually pretty Ira. good at that. But yeah. right, you just got to also just, I don't know, you're absolutely right. It's I'm, I'm good at partying and hanging yeah. out with the execs. And then, uh, you, you know, a great example is they used to have this Montreal Comedy Festival, but mm -hmm. they still do. They just didn't have it this year uh, for all the comics. And I remember putting together this unbelievable show that, you know, I was going to be in where I wrote my own Elvis Costello song and I had the <laughs> band rehearse. I had sheet music. I was going to blow the shofar for uh, the instrumental portion of it and stuff like it was a big <laughs> thing I was planning. And I was with Sarah Silverman at the time and I. I said, what are you going to do? She goes, I'm going to put my finger in my vagina and do the states in alphabetical order, recite the states in alphabetical order. And I'm like, you're kidding. And I'm like, what an insult that is to me. I've been planning this whole thing. <laughs> and then we did it. And I did my song. And they were like crickets, like right out of a Bugs Bunny cartoon or when Daffy Duck performs. And, and then can, you thing, can only do it once. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. And she did. She did what she said she was going to do. Just put her hand down her pants so there's no indication if she actually had her finger inside. Cannot confirm or deny. People went crazy. She was just like, Alabama, Alaska, Tennessee, whatever, you know, in alphabetical yeah. order did the States. And she got a series from that. I was in the elevator with these guys from Warner Brothers and they were like, hey, do you think Sarah Silverman really had her finger in her vagina? That's all anybody was talking about. Mm -hmm. Jesus. I've done everything wrong in my entire life. Well, you, yeah. you, if you had a pussy, things might have been different, Dave. Yeah. Well, <laughs> clearly. I will say this in her defense, that Sarah Silverman program, the show that she got from that, pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I, yeah, like, no, I love no. that I mean, show. We're still, we're still best, we were best <laughs> yeah. friends forever, so I didn't care. It's the, no, I don't I, think there's many other – I'm listening right now. The, the, based on our demographics, there probably aren't a bunch of Sarah Silverman fans out there. <laughs> right. But well, let me tell you, from my perspective – Got to hand it to her. That fucking show. My two favorite characters, the Steve Agee and fucking Brian Prosane character, are just that yeah. bit. The bit is just, uh, it's great. Did you I see love when that I, show. When I when I was on it, they, I uh, just rewatched it too. I, I think I pointed. I'm yeah. Okay, I pointed you out uh, because I was watching it with my wife, and I pointed you out, and I said, "Oh, that's Dave Juskow." I, that's one of the things a, I do whenever I watch TV. I'm like, yeah. "Oh, that's so and so. That's so and so." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they always um, make fun of me because we. We were we were enemies in the show, mm -hmm. which is yeah. always the best when I watch shows with people and you Didn't know you get they're killed by close. the remote or something. Yeah, no, I got okay, killed by yeah. a, from a, uh, going back to the Macaulay Culkin reference by a Home Alone thing yeah. by a paint can <laughs> hitting okay. me in the head. Yeah. <laughs> but I was doing practical jokes all the time that she hated me, which yeah. is the best. Meanwhile, every time they would, uh, I was supposed to play the most obnoxious person ever. And when they have a behind the scenes like DVD thing that you could get, it just says, oh, there were no auditions. Dave yeah. just walked right into the role. <laughs> and um, and the worst part was when we went for costumes, uh, they're like, here's what we think a, a major douchebag would wear. And I'm like, I got three of those in my car. <laughs> yeah. This looks pretty nice on me, actually. Yeah. You think I could take this I home? It? Yeah. <laughs> it's very embarrassing. <laughs> But yeah. I, I know what you're talking about with Sarah, too. Every time if I do have her on a show, we get a lot of nasty comments. But I don't like her politics either. It's mm -hmm. odd that we're friends at this point. Well, uh, friendship should have nothing to do with that. Well, it doesn't exactly. But uh, sometimes she's at a place where I, you know, and then I get calls from people because they know how close we are. Why don't you tell your friend to shut up? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like her podcast is hard work, but, you know, a TV show was good and 
she's she so hated that to. I was almost thinking of voting for Trump. She was so angry. And I said, well, I have to vote for him in the primaries because you have to vote for your own party. And she said, oh, then don't vote. I'm like, see, that can never be an option. You got to yeah. vote. Well, I mean, I, I didn't last it. time. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, let me say this, though. I have never I out of the two times that I voted in a final presidential election, always voted for a winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm off every time. Yeah. I don't. Uh, who's president now? Okay. Oh yeah, I voted for Biden. Yeah, so that was my, that might be the first time. In, and Reagan, I think it bookended. Otherwise, yeah. I always got it wrong. I think I voted hey, for I that. I voted bookended. for Ross Perot in '92. I thought that'd be hilarious. I know he would have been a great understand. president. Just saying. <laughs> well, just the hilarity factor. Sometimes I'll yeah. vote that way. But Let's it, mix it up. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I hope it's not bookended, Dave. I hope you, you've got many more elections ahead of you. Oh, yeah. We'll, no, we'll see how long America so is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God willing, by the way, Allah. Uh, well, my friend has Allah started willing. a podcast about guys that or I guess, celebrities that have. So that won't be a problem for me, but who have died at 57. <laughs> right. And I just turned 57 on Friday. So I'm like, thanks for doing that podcast. Like, yeah, we'd like you to be on it. Maybe track your progress through the year. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Almost got to play a car yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but fuck. yeah, no, God will never let me die. It's like George Costanza. They wouldn't let him be successful. They're gonna. He's gonna keep me alive forever, just <laughs> being miserable. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't comment on it before, but I do really love that. I keep thinking Kramer is going to burst in in the background. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I use that. Yeah, we, that's the funny thing. I have people who've been in my apartment before, and they're like, hey, your apartment looks great. And I'm like, what are you, an idiot? Yeah. <laughs> one of the most iconic settings of all time. Yeah. I like this one because it's not distracting if you're going to use yeah. a background. Like, you know, it's at first you see it, but it's It's, it's kind of believable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's no Adolf Eichmann behind you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's very distracting, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, fuck. Anyway, so uh, I think we should call it there. Uh, Dave, uh, what would you like to promote for our listeners? Well, I just have the my podcast. It's called The Night Fly, and I'm doing that. I'll be doing, I think, I do a, usually do a Comedy Cellar YouTube show on Tuesdays at 7. I think I'll be going to start doing that again in September. But right now, just The Night Fly podcast, it's... Super fun, and we talk about movies a lot. And it is very good. It's like I used uh, to just rant about my week, you know, about going out in New York. <laughs> everybody talks about how it's so hard to do a single-handed podcast like Bill Bird as well. Dave does it much better than Bill Bird does. Thank you. I I, I love doing it without any guests. Yeah, I think it's, it's more interesting. Definitely the best ones are when it's just you, Dave. It's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I've heard that from a lot of people. I always feel bad, but you want to mix it up a little bit and have yeah. a couple of guests. And certainly my friends are usually pretty good guests. But yeah, it's the you. meanderings of a middle-aged. Uh, yep. New York. Bachelor. Well, what, yeah, what I found out is that a lot of people from who are out of town, like in England or, you know, in Chicago or Midwest, whatever, they enjoy the New York stories because mm. yeah. they do have a lot of New York stories to tell the way just the way I run my week. Yeah, you, yeah. Get, you, you know, I guess I didn't realize that that would be fascinating for others, but I guess it makes because I'm just like, I want to get out. You, uh, go, yeah. you go for walks, you visit your mom. It's, it's great. It's fucking, uh, you know, uh, thank you. Typical, it's the uh archetypal yeah it's like and it's funny New too York because like you said uh th thank you it is the mundane but then i have these things that happen 
that don't happen to normal people. Like, you know, there's yeah. like I used to have my regular job. I worked at a law firm and then I would open, you know, for Sarah or, or Jim Gaffigan last yeah. summer, you know, people would call me and have, uh, or the time I, uh, went to Charlie Sheen's house for a party <laughs> and then I was back at work the next day. I mean, those yeah. things don't happen to regular folk, I guess. Which, no, no. It's a very strange existence. Yeah, you're not a regular guy. Yeah. Certainly not. <laughs> well, we'll have to have you come back on a bonus episode time. We'll just we'll just make up a, I had a great to talk time. Movies, you guys are movies. You guys are so much Oh yeah, I would totally be in for that. Yeah. But I had a really nice time. You guys are really fun. Well, great really opportunity nice. for, me for me to plug me. here. But each week we have a premium bonus episode um to where we'll talk about just anything. Like you can, this is you're on the free show, and therefore we sort of go in with a topic, deep dive historical thing. But once a week we are on Rockfin, which is a great platform. Rockfin.com. That's R O K F I N.com slash history homos. Um, and uh, you, and for signing up there, by the way, you get a bunch of other content, not just us. Um, and yeah, it's uh, like the Netflix model. So if you, yeah, if you sign up for our premium content, you get everybody's premium content on there. And there's a lot of like wackadoo shit and wrestling yep. and football. Oh, that's good. So it's different than Patreon. Yeah. yeah, it's similar yeah, to it's, Patreon because you're supporting similar, but us. You, but you get everybody else's, which is good, it's too, because I can't really offer it, yeah. anything. I yeah. give everybody who's on my $10 level a tote bag. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> nice. Like PBS used to. Yeah. The problem with Patreon is that, like, you it, it's, you, you can only afford to support so many people if you're a fucking impecunious Brit like me. Uh, whereas on or a working-class intellectual yeah. like our listeners. Yes. <laughs> We yeah, are a excellent show. point. Right, that's and, a pretty good thing, Rock. Uh, that's, that's I like that. Oh, well, maybe yeah. we'll talk to the people for you, and we'll hook you up. But anyway, uh, so more importantly, www.historyhomos.com for the audio version of the show, or find it wherever you find podcasts. Uh, we're also on Odyssey and BitChute, and also our free episodes are on Rockfin as well. And uh, you can follow, which us you can watch without even signing. Yep, up. you can you just can sign right ones. on there and check out all the free content from everybody. Um, and then also uh, follow us across uh, social media at History Homos Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and uh, to get to the video and get to get to everything, there's a link tree in the bio uh, there. And you can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. Uh, and the only other thing I want to say is, uh, go get in the telegram group chat. If you want to talk to us at any moment of the day <laughs> <laughs> and also a, a group of like-minded, uh, uh, individuals who are also on many federal watch lists. Um, yep. you can find us at t.me slash history homos chat. That's the group. And for our channel where you get all the new episodes and, you know, news updates and memes that we want to make and all that happy horse shit, go to t.me slash history homos. And that's it. Die with dignity. William, what do you want to say? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall. <laughs> Later, <laughs> we I beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose garden along with the sunshine. There's got to be a little rain sometime. When you take your guy. promise you things like big diamond rings but you don't find roses growing on stalks of clover so you better think it over 
Just to soon let you go But there's one thing I want 